0: Coming up on the show, we've got singer-guitarist Michael Sweet. He is best known for fronting the band Striper, but he's also done really cool projects with George Lynch, Lynch, Tracy Guns, and Joel Hoekstra. And today we'll get an update on new music and touring with Striper, Michael's health update and his eye stuff, his thoughts on Metallica being canceled, and more. He's an open book. This is a great interview, very entertaining. Stay right there. Okay, you ready to do this?
1: Yeah, p- part of my appearance, man. I literally just stepped out of the shower. I had eye surgery; my eyes nasty still, so I'm wearing sunglasses and a Michael Sweet beanie, and here I am. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, th- I was going to ask you about the eye. How's it- I know you had the detached retina? Like, that sounds kind of scary. It is
1: scary. It-, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is. And uh, my retina detached in November of last year, and I had surgery, and that was pretty tough. I had to do face down for a couple weeks really be careful. And then not long after surgery in the face down, it redetached. So I had to have a secondary surgery. And that was even more brutal. Um, had to do the same thing all over again, healed up, made the album. And they had to put oil in my eye for six months, I just had that removed surgically. And they put a new lens in my eye, my eye is not not liking any of this at all
0: <laughs> what causes a detached retina i mean that's
1: well you know they keep telling me it's hereditary Oh, but huh. i i can't find anybody in my family that's had this issue
0: yeah it's not an so, injury or something that would something like you didn't fall or get hit or
1: i, I did there, it, it, i'm one of those guys i'm the best case scenario for this because they say it's hereditary but i also had some trauma to my head when i was a child and it did cause a partially detached retina. So yeah, uh, in theory, that absolutely played a big part in it. And then the other thing they say is my retinas are really thin, which is abnormal, and I'm nearsighted, which nearsighted people are more prone to retinal detachments.
0: Okay, well it's amazing they can, like basically they can fix it though, right? I mean, it's, it's healing
1: it's healing it is and i mean the big question is going to be in time how will my vision be
0: mm-hmm. right
1: now it's pretty bad you know everything is kind of blurry and and not only blurry but uh, if i look at a straight line it's it's crooked oh, you know wow. so, yeah everything's really uh it, it just isn't right and when i try to look through both eyes i'll get a headache after an hour so i I wear a patch a lot still. And I think in time, it's going to be pretty good. I do.
0: Hmm. So it's, and it's just the one eye, though, right? The other one's fine?
1: Well, no. The other eye, when I went and had surgery on this, they checked this eye, and it had two tears. Jeez. This had two retinal tears. And hmm. um, I, it, it, the retina didn't detach. What they had to do was laser surgery on that. And they blasted each tear around the tear to create scar tissue. So it would oh. make it stronger and it wouldn't tear anymore like a okay. curtain, you know? Oh.
0: interesting. Well, hopefully it's all works out. I mean, it sounds like they're working on it. It's amazing what they can do with technology and medical science.
1: Absolutely. Oh my gosh yeah. it's, it's it's unbelievable i keep telling the doctor i just wish you guys were, were advanced enough where you had bionic eyes i just say put a new eye in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be amazing well so to the music i mean that's a, no no pun intended but the new single is called see no evil hear no evil and it's a great heavy riff with a sing-along chorus i love this well
1: good i'm glad you like it man it harkens back obviously to bands that we grew up on like black sabbath and uh, you know, Sabbath is a big influence of ours. And it has a similar dun, 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 you know, kind of groove. Uh, we love those kinds of grooves lately. And uh, we had a song called The Valley that was similar. And, yeah, it, it's really interesting. And, and the pun in that lyric, pun intended, was the fact that Oz lost his hearing in one ear and I've lost my vision in <laughs> one so I, I kind of wrote the lyrics with a smile on my face, kind of poking fun at that to a degree, you know?
0: Yeah. So that wasn't it. That's funny.
1: It was. And I mean, you got you to gotta kind of laugh at things and smile through life because we all get curveballs and have our own issues. And you can either let them, you know, control you or you can control them or it. And, you know, right. we're to just kind of say, hey, whatever. At least we're still alive, and it could always be worse.
0: Definitely, it could always be worse. And then the other song off the new album, uh, "Rise to the Call." There's some crazy guitar solos, and and is that that's you and Oz trading off? It's Oz and I trading off. Yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, you know that's how a lot of the album is. Is Oz and I trading off? We're getting ready to go to Nashville next week and shoot two videos, and what's Mm -hmm. uh, their music videos? So what'll be really nice is people will be able to see who does what?
0: Oh yeah.
1: And, and it, again, uh, transgressor is, is a song that we trade off on. Uh, I think Oz starts it and then I finish it. And, and then the other video is, I'm playing the guitar solo on, and then Oz comes in in the end with the harmony, but it's, it's always interesting the whole guitar thing, because people, people look at me as a singer. And I, I think sometimes they forget that I play guitar, which is, you know, just the way it is. That's fine. But, uh, I like to remind them that I play from time to time.
0: Yeah. Well, you're because you're in that uh, band, Iconic, right? And you just play guitar. You don't sing in that one. Nathan James is a singer.
1: I just play guitar. I mean, uh, Joel is, is is covering a lot of the solos on that album. Right. Rightfully. Rightfully. So, but yeah, I, I, I just play guitar. I'm doing two duets with Nathan. Uh, and there's other projects that I've done that I just play guitar on. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that excites me more than singing playing guitar. Uh, I've been playing since I was five. And, you know, we used to be a trio way back when we were a band called Rocks Regime. And we were a trio, my brother, myself and Eric Johnson on bass. And uh, I don't know that a lot of people know that or really need to know that. Not to take anything away from Oz by no means. Uh, But, you know, for for whatever reason, I'm not sure. It's really interesting. I have people come up to me all the time. And I've got to the point where I literally laugh because it's funny. It's really funny. And they come up to me after the show and they say, you know, I, I never knew you played guitar. And I'm like, sometimes I'll say to them in a, in a bit of a joking, snarky way, I'll say, then, then you must not know who we are. because <laughs> If you go back and watch all the old videos, I'm playing guitar in all the videos. So it's just so interesting to me. It's funny.
0: Yeah. So the new album, is that coming out? It's coming out this fall. Do we, do we have a date on that?
1: It is coming out in October. Don't have an exact specific okay. date, but it's it. I want to say it's mid mid to late October. Okay. Uh, prior to that, we have a couple more songs coming out. We have a music video coming out end of August, and another music video coming out in September, and then the album, and another uh, uh, release day song coming out with the album.
0: What is the album called? Do you have a title, or can you say it?
1: I do, and I can say it. Yeah, it's out there kind of already. It's called The Final Battle.
0: Okay. And what and is that really a cool. reference to?
1: Wait till you see the artwork. It's killer.
0: What is, that, what is Final Battle about?
1: Well, I have people asking that question already, wondering if it's our final album. And uh, it's interesting, because that was in the back corners of my mind when we, when we were thinking about the title. It was is this our final album? Could this be our final album? Well, you never know. And, uh, you know, life, life changes so dramatically and, 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 uh, radically that you wake up and you say, well, okay, I, I didn't see this coming, you know, obviously with my eyes and Oz's brain surgery and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we're not getting any younger, so I don't think it'll be our last album, but you never know. But really the, the, uh, the story behind the title and the artwork is the Battle of Armageddon, which is ultimately the, f- the final battle, you know, biblically speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really what we're referring to for the most part.
0: Do you think that is like coming soon? Because I have some friends that feel like we're in those time, we're close to those times now.
1: Well, you know, I tell you, man. If you say that in today's world, boy, you, you are labeled an instant loon. <laughs> uh, you're a loon. You're, you're crazy and you need to be committed and, and you're out of your mind. But yet at the same time, when you go through the Bible and you if you were to really dive deep into the Bible and have someone explain the theory of it to you and the stories that are behind the stories, So someone really smart, who isn't me, uh, (laughs) they could explain to you stuff that would make you, your chin hit the floor and, and, and all the stuff that is the Bible predicted that has already taken place. And really the only thing left is God's return and and what follows after that. One of those things being the battle of Armageddon. So people can laugh and sneer and think, you know, Christians are crazy and that's fine. Uh, I believe in the Bible. I believe what it says. And I think those times are coming. I think we're living in those times. Absolutely, for sure. We live in a very interesting world. And I think with everyone could at least agree on that, that uh, times have changed dramatically over the past two years.
0: Definitely. Uh, no, It's a, it's a weird, it's weird times for sure. So you think it's like, really, we're like on the cusp of this.
1: Yeah, I do. And, you know, those people out there who watch this moment when I say, yeah, who roll their eyes and think I'm crazy, that's fine. You know, you you guys can go ahead and keep thinking people like myself are crazy. But, you know, it's the only thing I can say to that is when that day comes and it's reality, obviously, everyone will know that those who believed weren't crazy. And and then at that point, it'll be too late for the people who thought those people were crazy.
0: Right. Well, I think the people that uh, get labeled crazy are the ones that say, like, the world is going to end. And then they say a specific date and then the world doesn't end. And then they're like, oh, they're crazy.
1: Well, yeah. And the Bible's very clear about that, too. No man will know the hour. No man knows the hour. You can't sit. and okay, according to this timeline, yeah, he's coming on this day. And that's what people try to do. You can't. I think we're definitely living in the end times, but that could be short, you know, that could be relatively soon in the very near future, or that could be in the relatively distant future. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be hundreds of thousands of years from now, but I think that it it's coming and, you know, our, our time is marked. And, and look, we may get hit by a giant comet before God comes back. Who knows? But I think sometimes we think we're invincible.
0: Mm.
1: You know, nothing can hurt us. And obviously, COVID kind of taught us a lesson on that, didn't it?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And if you look at history, it was like the Romans were on top, and and the Roman civilization was thriving. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of cracked. And it's there's a lot of similarities to the if you look at the end of Roman times to the end of like what's happening right now. There's a lot of very similar things happening.
1: No question. No question about it. And, you know, we are not invincible and we anything can happen at any given time unexpectedly. That leaves us in awe saying, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. I never even imagined that ever happening. And it can and will happen. It's just a matter of time.
0: Yeah, it does seem weird. Times have changed. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing that to me is somebody, and I grew up in the eighties and, and you're from, you grew up in the, well, you grew up a little bit, bit before, but you know, your band was big in the eighties and it was like, and I was reading about you guys, how Jimmy Swagger kind of basically tried to cancel you. And that was kind of a big thing in the eighties was all this like cancel culture. It was, it was a lot of from Christians, right? There was a lot of Christians trying to cancel heavy metal and that seems to be kind of laid off now. Now it's a, the left is trying to cancel everybody. Have you heard the latest with uh, Metallica? They're trying to cancel Metallica for being racist and uh, uh, inappropriate jokes towards Kurt Cobain and Lane Staley and all these. There's like a big list of things. I
1: think it's the most freaking ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. I can't stand it. And what's really pathetic about it is it's coming from schooled, so called smart people. Right. The smartest people we have to offer who are coming up with these crazy ideas. We were just watching the show Stranger Things. Yeah. And they had a, a bottle. My wife pointed out they had a bottle of syrup, pancake syrup. And instead of Mrs. Buttersworth, it said butter, Butterworth or Buttersworth. They tra- they took the Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> off. And what? my wife pointed out, I didn't even pick up on it. I'm just thinking, this is insanity it's just so stupid so it, it, are we going to live in a world in the, in the near future where you can't use the terms mr and mrs i think so it's
0: getting it's getting weird yeah and i don't understand the intent behind it. it's it seems like a very bizarre intent my, it's funny because like you know my buddy's a christian and he always talks about christians are going to be the first people to be persecuted and he's going to he always jokes he's going to end up in the gulag that's what he says like <laughs>
1: Man, it, it, it is you have to joke about it because the, yeah. laughter, the laughter is what gets you through it. yeah uh, but I'm telling you, as crazy as it sounds, that's where we're headed. And I think the intent and the purpose is to basically, you know our children are being taught this in schools, you know uh, that there's no gender. you know we're we're moving into that phase. I went somewhere. Uh, overseas and went into a a, a non-gender restroom and it was the weirdest thing i've ever experienced in my life i didn't like it i don't think most people do like it you know i like to go in and pee privately and uh i think most men do and most women do but it's getting to a point where it's just I, i don't know how else to put it there's there's one word that always pops into my mind always and it's it's the one word that i go to and, it, and that word is evil it's literally like evil consuming our society because it's all based on it's not it's not holy you know to try to indoctrinate and change this and change that and it's just it's just so bizarre to me i don't uh-huh. understand but you know look i my opinion doesn't matter it really doesn't i'm a small voice in a in a, in a very large sea and um but boy it, it's it's just strange i think more people need to speak up and and be loud or we're gonna find ourselves in 10 years in a really messed up world man we're we're, we're there already
0: yeah it does seem like people are scared because they don't want to get canceled so then nobody says anything when some of the the canceling is is kind of BS or they're digging up. So I think it's weird when people dig stuff up from 30 years ago and say, look at this person said something that's inappropriate now, but maybe at the time it wasn't, or maybe they've changed in 30 years. And it's odd.
1: It's ridiculous. And that's the thing. We all make mistakes. I've said things that I've regretted and I've apologized for. We all have, we all do, we all will. And it's just stupid. If you sincerely apologize and turn for that change for that, I applaud that but man it's just so crazy uh, and it's it's sad to see and it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse and worse and we're a band that's already been canceled so I don't care man <laughs> I, we were canceled years ago you know and and people because of what we stand for and who we stand for they don't want to accept us and they try to cancel us every day every minute every hour I'm used to it. That's part of the reason why I don't care what I say. I'm an open book, man. I speak my heart. I voted for Trump. Yeah, I voted for Trump. Would I again? Sure, I would. Because and the reason why is because I'm tired of, you know, the, what we're getting now. The typical politicians that just continue to, to steal and lie. And, you know, I'd rather have someone that, that tweets mean tweets and at least tries to change the system versus someone that tweets nice tweets and doesn't change the system at all or makes it worse. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm open about who I am. It doesn't make me a shameful person or a bad person. You know, I'm very open about it. And uh, if that means I lose fans and, and I, I I make people enemies, I, I guess that's just the way it goes. It, But at least I can go... T- to my grave at the end of my days knowing that i was real and i wasn't artificial uh-huh. you know i was scared you know
0: right well i think that's part of your brand too is is the christian metal i mean so it's going to be a lot of people that that probably share a lot of your same beliefs
1: Well, I don't know. I I mean, I know a lot of Christians that didn't vote for Trump. I know a lot of Christians that voted for for, uh, President Biden. I I mean, everyone's different, but I do think that a lot of Christians share similar beliefs and some of my beliefs, but definitely not all of them. Mm -hmm. I've always talked about how I like bourbon, you know, and and all those Christians get up in arms when I say that.
0: Yeah. So what is the rule with that? Like, you just you can't like you don't want to get drunk if you're if you're. if you're living a Christian lifestyle, but you can still have, a. my grandpa drank every day and he was Catholic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I look, I enjoy bourbon and it, 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 I of course never want to put myself in a position where I'm so drunk that I'm irresponsible and doing bad things. Uh, but I enjoy bourbon. I like the taste of it. I like going out and trying different bourbons and it's fun to me. I enjoy it. It doesn't control me. So therefore I have no problem with that. So some another Christian that comes and says, I should have a problem with that. I basically tell them to, you know, go to somewhere else, to someone else and and, and preach to them because it's not going to work on me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with it. Now, if you were are a recovering alcoholic and, you know, you have a bourbon and it causes you to fall back into that. I get that. I totally get that. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just a lot of Christians don't understand Michael Sweet because I'm I just talk about that stuff freely. And they're like, what? It's hard for them to understand. That's
0: all. yeah. You guys did kind of go through a, a, a party phase in the 80s. After that, uh, was it like what was what it was the uh, Against the Law album? That was kind of your party phase. And you, you kind of grew out of it, though, right?
1: Yeah, we had a party phase before we rededicated our lives. So back from like I became a Christian when I was 12, almost 13. I was born in 63. So do the math on that. 75, Mm -hmm. 76, just from 75, 76 all the way up to 83. I was doing the world, all the worldly stuff, really lots of drinking, smoking, and, you know, obsessive amounts, and and doing the whole Hollywood club scene. And then I rededicated my life. And uh, and then during Against the Law period from 1983 uh, up to 1990 is when we were really walking the straight and narrow and then 90 to 91 is when we started drinking again and and going through our party phase again and our marriages were suffering because of it a lot of things were going on that just weren't uh godly and certainly were hypocritical uh, according to everything we were singing about and saying on stage so yeah it was a time that i just felt like i needed to change my life or i was going to get sucked into the black hole and i did i left the band that's how i changed my life. It had to be that drastic. Uh, I had to leave. I had to get out.
0: And then, you, how did you get sober, or not? Maybe not, not necessarily sober, but you cut it down to where you can manage having a bourbon every now and then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I wouldn't even say I was never an alcoholic ever. I was a weekend drinker. You know, during those days, we get together and have parties, and I drink them. But then during the week, I wouldn't have a sip of alcohol. I've never had an issue with alcohol, never been an addictive personality in that sense with smoking, with drinking, anything like that. Uh, but I now I just you know I I can go buy a bottle of bourbon or two really expensive high-end bottles of bourbon and they'll still be sitting in my in my cabinet in my my cupboard, uh, you know a year later. I'll still have a little left so i just it's just a matter of sipping you know i have yeah, I put some in a cup and have some at night uh, to relax or whatever and it's not even every night you know it's like i haven't had a bourbon and maybe you know, it's been a long time for me mm-hmm. you know it's been, it's been like three nights
0: <laughs> okay what's your favorite bourbon is there one that's your go-to
1: oh man i just i enjoy the the uh, experience of Trying different bourbons. Uh, there's a few different ones that I really enjoy. Uh, uh, Angels Envy is one of them huh. for sure. Uh, there's a Jeffersons that I love. Uh particular, Jeff, and there's one called Mictors, a certain batch that I love. But I also love the experience of like when we travel, we go to towns and they know I like bourbon. They're like, hey, we got your really nice bottle of bourbon. I'm like, oh, wow. And we'll have a little bit, you know, the night after the show it by the pool the back of the hotel myself and the promoter and a few band members and i and i'm like wow that can really taste the, you know so it's that that's the experience yeah the social social side of it and it, it's just so much it, it's enjoyable for me you know yeah
0: how does that work when you um because i would think that's always the most interesting thing about me to with bands and touring especially with other bands you know some different levels of of, uh, drinking and some go really hard and then some don't. A lot of people are dead sober and also just different personalities. How do you get along with different personalities on tour and in bands?
1: Well, the ones that are dead sober, the people that I know friends in bands were literally alcoholics. Mm Hard core. Every time I saw them, they were falling on their face drunk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Alcoholics. And they're sober now. And God bless them. That's fantastic. I've never, ever, ever in my life been like that. Ever. And that's not to say that, you know, I couldn't be. I'm just I'm just saying I've never been like that. So it, the, the way I do it is, you know, I don't drink before a show. I I don't ever drink before a show, because obviously when I'm doing a show, what's up, these? Yeah. Sorry, you have your twelve o'clock. Okay. One okay. I'll, I'll have to be just a little late. I'll be just, but anyway, I never drink before a show. It's always after uh, when I'm relaxing and it's not even always after, you know, just sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I just, you know, I try to be responsible. It's all about being responsible and observing the situation. And if there's, if I'm in a room of guys that are former alcoholics, you know, I'm not going to say, Hey, you guys want a, bour-? you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. a bourbon, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I'd be cautious and careful and But still, it's something that I enjoy and I don't have a problem with because it doesn't control me.
0: Sure, sure. No, yeah, it's just, it's always interesting with the personalities. Like, and also like, because you were in that band with uh, Tracy Guns, and I thought that was an interesting pair. I love both your musical, I love your singing, I love his guitar, but I'm thinking personality. I mean, you're voting, you're like, you know, you're pro-Trump. He's very anti-Trump. Does that something you guys just don't even talk about when you're making music together or...
1: Well, I mean, Tracy and I haven't really been together in the same room, in a sense, in terms of recording or even touring, really. Mm -hmm. We've been together a few times and hung out a few times. He came and jammed with Striper and, you know, we have shared some moments, but we haven't really hung out a lot.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: So we haven't gotten there yet. When we get there, I'm sure we'll be fine because I I respect Tracy, I think, and hope he respects me. We're friends, you know, and I think people can prove that even if you have differences politically, uh, religiously, spiritually, um, all of that stuff, you can still be best of friends.
0: You yeah, know I think I I'm, agree.
1: I, I'm good friends with George Lynch. I'm good friends with Todd Latour. They're both atheists. Uh, they, they don't believe in God. And, and, and I do. So, you know, but we're able to make music together and laugh together and have great moments and text each other and call each other and,
0: you know what I mean? That doesn't yeah. mean you can't be friends. No, I heard, and this is another one that I think was so fascinating. Richard Christie, the drummer of the metal band Death, is, and he's a writer on Howard Stern Show, is a huge fan of you and Striper.
1: Yeah, Richard's a sweet guy. Love him so much. And he used to come and see us when he was a kid. His mom would bring him to see us perform Striper. Way back in the day, I think, uh, in God We Trust tour. Todd Latore as well. And um, it's just really fascinating to me to see and meet all these guys that have, you know, played such a part and been a part of our history from their childhoods who are now in other bands and we're friends now. And it just blows my mind and it shows you the power of music and the power of the message. And I do think the music and the message has, uh, you know, somehow uh shined a light on their lives and in their hearts because they've shared that with me hmm. really cool it's inspired them so it's really cool
0: yeah that's really cool yeah isn't the guy from corn the guitarist from corn also a christian are you friends with him at all brian he's a
1: christian I, i'm not really friends with him i mean I, i've met him a few times uh not not friends enough to text or call or anything like that but yeah. I, i've met him i met him a few times
0: yeah That's really cool. Well, I know you got to get going. Um, So we got the new album coming out in October. Uh, You got a tour, I think, that's kicking off August 20th, or I see tour dates on the website.
1: We got a tour kicking off. This is the second round ground tour. uh, And we're going to do, I believe, I want to say 20 dates, 21 dates. And we've got a few dates coming up next week, Monsters on the Mountain, Solo and Striper. And then we've got a run in October where we're going and doing a few South American dates and then we got a Mexico run. Uh, we've got so much going on, man. And then the new album comes out October. And then next year, I'm sure we're going to tour a lot for that.
0: Yeah. And is that, I saw something about a documentary from Kickstarter. Is that out now or is that coming no, out?
1: That's coming out. We still have to finish it. We've got a lot of work to do on it. But that'll be coming out. If I had to say safely, it would not even be next year, but it would, it would get finished next year and it would come out in 2024. That's probably. Okay. Pretty safe to say.
0: Okay, and then also I saw this is so cool. There's like this, uh, what is it, like a battle van? This toy thing. This looks so cool. It's like got a machine gun. This is something that I would have loved when I was a kid, and it's a striper uh, battle toy. I don't know. It's really neat. Well,
1: we're all kids still at heart, man. It doesn't yeah. matter how we are, right? And uh, we did, we came up with the idea to create this toy van replica uh, to mostly to write down to every detail, but not a hundred percent of the original striper soldier in the command van that's on the cover and we realized once we decided to do it that it's very expensive to do because these wow. things are like really well made they're not just cheap model. yeah and it, therefore the price tag is on the higher side but man i think they're sold out and we're going to have them anytime now and they're going to ship and people are going to love them so cool
0: Okay, very cool. Well, I'll let you get to your next interview. I always end each episode with a charity. Is there a a nonprofit or a cause that people can donate money to after they buy some Striper stuff?
1: Oh, my gosh, we work with a number of nonprofits. And they're all slipping my mind right now. My wife worked for Ark of Cape Cod. Uh, She was there for years. And I know that Striper uh, donated a lot to that. And we would send people so that's a great one all okay. right i'll put
0: that in the notes along with your website and uh, people could check uh, for the new albums coming out and check tour dates if they're coming to their city all right brother all right thanks so much michael that was a lot of fun
1: god bless you man have a good one thank you so much
0: all right keep in touch bye-bye okay take
1: care bye-bye
0: okay thank you again to michael sweet make sure to check out the new singles they're out now and the upcoming album from striper Uh, Check the website for current tour dates. If you are a fan of these bands, uh, make sure you support them. Go see a show, buy some merch, follow them on social media, share their stuff, etc. Still just trying to keep rock alive. And not just music, but I try to support other art authors. Uh, I have a good variety of guests. If you want to support my show, your likes, shares, and comments on YouTube and social media help me out immensely. And I'm eternally grateful. Have a great day and shoot for the moon.